Hello everybody, this is Chris from CSS Tricks with video screencast number 65. The topic of this week is going to be advanced uses for custom fields in WordPress. So WordPress is a topic we talk about quite a bit around here. I did the whole series on designing for it and using it as a content management system and random tips and tricks. You can go back through the archives and check those out if you haven't seen them. So, so WordPress is, you know, a blogging platform, but not, you know, I don't like to limit it to just a blogging platform. It's definitely can be used to power really any kind of site at all. Uh, I want to show you, I'm going to show you a couple of different sites and then introduce you to the concept of what a custom field is and what, how custom fields is one of those things that really take WordPress into being a full content management system above and beyond just a blogging platform. So this is the back end of WordPress, which you've probably seen before. I have clicked onto a uh, new post and I'm on, on a screen where this is where you would type up a new post a new chunk of content to publish to a WordPress site. There's posts and there's pages in WordPress, right? Both of them are able to have custom fields. I just happen to be on a post right now. So this is where I might type uh, posts are, you know, I mean, there's a million uses, you know, for either one, but in a typical scenario, posts might be new blog posts where pages are a bit more of permanent static content. So... Uh, this is where I would type the title in up here. This is where I would type content for the post. And, of course, you can categorize things and excerpt. Where do these custom fields come in? Well, if you scroll down here, there's a whole box for custom fields uh, uh, down below the post area. So that's how you uh, these, these custom fields can travel along with post or pages. And basically, it's a, a, a name of the data and then some data. And they can be anything, literally anything. And, and, and that, that adaptability, the fact that these little like kind of data pairs uh, can be anything is what kind of makes it so powerful. So there's, you see a drop down on the left and then a value on the right. If you don't have any custom fields, it probably won't be a drop down yet, but will just be a text box where you can enter in a little name. Or if you have some custom fields already, there'll be a drop-down of, of, of any of the, the names you've given them in the past. So you can see I already have a few going on here. Or you can enter a, a new one by clicking Enter New, and it'll turn into a text box, and you can name it. So it can literally be anything that, that makes sense to, to travel along as data with this poster page. So I could type something like mood and happy and hit add custom field and it will add that as a data pair to go along with this and we're gonna look at a bunch of different ways why that might be useful let's get rid of that for now I just wanted to show you what what a custom field is from the back-end perspective of WordPress but now we're gonna take a tour of the front end of this website and look at why that's going to be useful so this is a client site that's not live yet that we're working on at Chapman Design that's just a it's a, for a company that sells kind of some, some fitness equipment. So this entire site, literally every single page, is powered by WordPress. Even from this front custom home page, which is a completely unique uh, looking template, is powered by WordPress. But it, it uses a page and has a very special page template applied to it. So none of the other pages look like this, but I'm able to make the home page look however I want to. Then it uses pages for some of the more kind of static content. Uh, 
like an about page, just just a kind of generic looking page and the contact page, just both just kind of generic, just pages within WordPress. But then we're using the posts within WordPress to power a blog. Ultimately, we'll have a, a blog that goes along with this. So we wanted to reserve pay, or, uh, posts for that with commenting and the RSS feed and all that stuff. Uh, videos is just another generic page. The site isn't all that fleshed out yet, but the important part is uh, uh, the store. This is going to be an e-commerce site where they literally sell products in the store. And uh, 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 products are a classic example of somewhere where custom fields is really, really valuable. So this is the homepage of the store, which uses a special page template in WordPress and 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 kind of spits out this grid of all the products in the store this is all the products they have in the store it's not that many um, and so there's there's five of these categories we're on the the home page of the store lists all the products available in the store and then there's some some pages that uh, kind of filter it down and only show some you know the the limited subset of products that that are a part of that category. So there's only five products you see in primary equipment, but you see it looks very similar. It actually uses the exact same page template in WordPress. Powers this page and this page and this page. You can see how similar they are. They've spit out a thumbnail. They spit out the name of the product and the price, and they have a rollover. And you can click on any of these products to go to that products page. So I'll click on the primary equipment and I'll click on the jungle gym here and we'll go to that products page. So you can see this is yet another completely different page template. So we have a number of different page templates going on in WordPress that we can pick and choose from when we publish new content. This is, uh, uh, you know, kind of the meat and bones of this website is this product page and the build, you know, has the ability to, to, explain the product be able to buy the product right from this page and you know show as much information about that product as we can and recommend some other products so there's all this data that comes along with this particular page in wordpress it has a title of the product right here it has uh, a product code for the product it has a price for the product it has uh, this this tabbed area where it explains about the product there's a video that comes along with it there's uh, additional images and if I click an image it opens up a larger version and a light box and it's part of a gallery I can browse other images without even closing the light box and then it has these recommended products on the right uh, are, are, are products that go along with the jungle gym here if you need to to, to mount it on your wall there's products and, and things that are specifically related to this product and then the cart itself I'm able to pop open the cart I can add it to my cart just by the click of a button and it'll pop up a cart I'm using foxy cart here this is unstyled yet this will all be customized to their website but Start, we're using a, a foxy cart to to power the e-commerce and I can just click this over here it keeps track of how many items in the cart and I can pop this open. you can see there's a lot of data flying around and we're gonna use in order we're gonna tuck as much of this data as we can into custom fields in WordPress the reason that we're going to do that is because well there's just so many reasons 
for one thing, uh, let's say we wanted to to change something up in this template. So here's the jungle gym, and here's the the train station, and you can see it, it's just about the same. Only this one has a drop down menu. We'll get to that. But we decided we wanted to kind of put the video over here on the right instead, and list the name on the left, and kind of move the image. We want to change all the the images to only 50 pixels wide instead of 70 pixels or add a border around all of them, or switch the sidebar around. Because these all use the same exact template, it's a lot easier to do when, 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 when uh, uh, not everything is stuffed in that, in that, um, in this area, and just this, this, this right panel in WordPress. We could get this whole page done by just, uh, you know, using divs in here and and kind of laying out the whole structure just in here and then spitting it out and having it look like this. We could pull that off. But then every time there's a change, if, if the order of, of some things needs to change or here's a good example. We want to remove the product code. We're going to say the product code just doesn't matter to the customer anymore. We don't want to show it up here anymore. We could go into our template in WordPress and just remove the little bit where it pulls that custom field out, and it's gone on all pages. There could be 100 items in the store and removes it. It's, it's like CSS like that in that, in that it's, it's easy to, to, to change things in one place and, and everything on the page gets changed. It's just a smart way to, to do things. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the theory there. And so, what are all the different custom fields that travel along with a product like this? We can let's jump into WordPress and and check them all out because there's quite a few. We're using Pages for products because specifically Pages allow us to easily use different page templates, and they have the ability to to have that parent-child relationship. So this accessories this page. There's probably no content in here because all this page does is act as, uh, you know, uh, a filter, you know. Uh, we'll look at the page template for this, but all I want on this page is to, to check out the accessories category and, and spit out a grid of products that fall as child pages to it. Uh, hopefully that's new complicated, but you see any of these um, page titles that start with this big long M dash here mean that they are child pages to this accessories page. So the cable caddies is a child to the parent accessories. Let's check out the cable caddies page. There is a little bit of content here, not much. Maybe we should go look at one of the main products that's a little bit more fleshed out. Under our primary equipment category, we'll look at the jungle gym. The jungle gym has a title of jungle gym, and then it does have uh, some divs and some stuff going on in the main content area. It has uh, these tabs with the overview features and uses and stuff. All this is, is descriptive stuff. So that's what's going on there. And if we go down and check out the custom fields area, there's all kinds of custom fields that go along with it. We have something called additional video. We have um, a custom field called images. And notice the Im you don't always have to just have a name and a value and there's only one of those. You can have multiple custom fields that all have the same name but different values. So we're using these for our, our little thumbnails for additional images. One, two, three, four, five. There's a whole bunch of them. 
we have a main video which has this code for to embed the video where we want it to we have a price we have a product code and we have names for uh, various recommended products and then we have thumbnail which is the main thumbnail for this all kinds of custom field values that travel along with this post so how are we using all that data? I think it's time to jump into a little code to take a look at that. I've logged into where WordPress is installed at the root of this, of this project, and we'll drill down to the theme itself in the WP content folder, themes, foundational fitness theme one. The first thing we'll look at is let's look at this page-store-home. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't have called it home, but you can see the template name is the store home and the category. So this 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 page template is responsible for both uh, the store home, which is this grid of products, as well as when you uh, look at a category page, these categories. So how do we tell WordPress to use that particular category? Let's go look at a category page. We'll look at the accessories page. It has a name, it has no content at all, but here in the attributes on the right, we've given it the, uh, the, the we've chosen template for it, store home slash category, and it doesn't have any parent page, it's just, it's just at the root. What does this page do? Uh, go just, you know, gets the header, gets the navigation, and, and, and this is where we're starting to build that grid of products right away. We're able to, in WordPress, do a loop. A loop is that thing that, oh gosh, we could really go off on a tangent here, but it, it, it allows us to, uh, to, 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 generally, it's like a list of, of blog posts, like your most recent blog posts. If you have it set, display the most five recent blog posts, that loop will go through and display five blog posts automatically. It's kind of this while have posts thing is where the loop starts and this is where the loop ends. We are able to use this query posts function in WordPress to run the loop on pages instead of posts. So what we're going to do now is here show us at the most 100 of any page that is a child of the page with an ID of 26 and the type is of a page. So where does 100 come from? It's just a number that I chose that's a lot. That's way more products than we'll ever need. Uh, the ID of 26 comes from, if we uh, uh, go back into pages here, it's a, little, it's a little tricky to find this once in a while, but if you roll over this, you can see uh, uh, this is a different category, but look at the URL on the bottom of my screen that says HTTPP colon chapmantesttube.com slash WP admin, blah, blah, blah. And the very last thing it says, and post equals 42. 42 there is the ID of this particular page. So we're able to grab that 42 and uh, we'll use that later. But this loop is, is for, that was for accessories. This is for primary equipment. It's a different loop. And then, so run that loop. Uh, and the post, um, mm, mm, mm. all we want to get out of that page. Now that page has all kinds of stuff. We looked at the product. Remember, it has a name. It has all that content stuff. It has, you know, it has a thumbnail. It has a product code. It has a price. It has all these additional images. We don't want any of that stuff. We're just making a grid. All we want is the thumbnail, the price, and the name. 
and ultimately we'll need the link to it itself. That's all we want. That's we're and because all that data exists as custom fields, we're able to just pick and choose just a few of those things that we want. Otherwise, we would have to just echo out the content and it would just spit out everything that was in that right panel and 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 we'd just have a big mess. Custom field allows us to just pick and choose, you know, off the fruit tree what we need for any particular view. So in this case, all we need is we need the thumbnail. So we're going to use the special function get post meta, the ID of the post, which is comes from this loop. And we want the, the name of the data that we want to pull is called thumbnail. So where does that come? It comes from a custom field. It comes right from here, thumbnail. And we pass it this parameter of true at the end. What true says is only give me one result. You can pass it true or false. If you have multiple values of the same name of a custom field, you pass it false and it will return an array to you of all the results from that. Whereas true will only return you one result. So the, the type of data that it passes back is different depending on what that true false parameter is at the end. Because it's true, we know that what, it, what it's returning to us is literally just that value. What it's going to return in the case of <clears throat> this particular product is just this string right here. Slash WP content slash blog images slash caddy dash main thumb dot JPEG. This is a file path to a particular uh, image that I want to use as the thumb for this product. So when I do this query, it's going to return that file path. If it returns at nothing, as in we forgot or didn't have an image for this product, I have a little if statement set up that's going to point to a coming soon image. So instead of it just kind of breaking or, or nothing being there, uh, it's going to put a coming soon image there, just kind of covering our bases a little bit. Then we have access to a number of other functions that return things that are important while we're inside the loop. The permalink is a link to the page itself that we're trying to link to. We're gonna spit. We're gonna wrap this all in one big um, anchor link that points to that. Give it a class name so we can style it in our CSS. Then spit out an image of that thumb that we that we just grabbed out of custom fields. We're also gonna grab the title of the post and we're gonna use uh, custom field data again to grab the price out of here. And again, there's only one price, so we're gonna pass the true parameter and grab the price back and put a little dollar sign in front of it. And then we reset the query so that we, we're able to do another query. In in the case of this store, there's four different categories. And so we're going to run this the same, pretty much exact same loop uh, four times in this, uh, in this page template. So it's going to run it if this is the home page or if it's the primary equipment page. And the next one's going to run it if it's the home page or if it's the additional training equipment category. And these are, you know, these are basically the same exact thing. There's four different categories. Remember 42 that we looked up for accessories. Now that's where it is. So if you're on the store homepage, it's going to run through all the different categories and spit out all of those 
that grid as we have intended it to do. But if you're just if you're just on the accessories page, it's only going to run just this one loop and just only spit out products uh, that are a part of the accessories category. Because when when you're on the accessories page, it's uh, this one won't run because it's this will be false because it's not the the, the home page and this will be false because it's not the DVDs and CDs category. So we have what's nice about doing it this way is that we have one template, just one place to change w what we want uh, these category pages to look like. So all these pages use the same template. So if we wanted to, I don't know, just change a little something on this page, we have to change it in one place because it's one template. So that's how that goes. And we were able to just give you a little taste of why we use custom fields because we we were able to pick and choose the little nuggets of data that we want when we do a loop through these posts. We don't have to just get it all at once like we would if we put it all in the content area. So let's look at, again, how these pages are built, and then we'll look at the, the product template. So we have page-product, which is... <clears throat> we'll give a template name of product. So how do we apply that template to products? We will let's take a look. We're in a product right now. We've given it a parent. Well, we're looking at the jungle gym online. Let's look at the at the jungle gym in the back end too, which is on the next page. We'll go to the jungle gym and click edit here. It has a parent category of primary equipment, and it has a product template of product. These are this gives it the URL hierarchy it needs, and this gives it the product template that it needs. You can see how the uh, the parent factors in because this jungle gym part of the URL is a you know it's like it looks like a subdirectory of the primary equipment. That's what that's what that's able to do for us, so that the URL is kind of grounding for the user, and it looks like. Uh, where they're supposed to be but above and beyond that we're able to run that query just on child pages and i don't know pretty clever that way so let's look at how this page was built uh it does the same exact stuff that it does in the other thing getting the header and getting the navigation yada yada it also runs a loop which seems a little weird because there's only one page that it's going to get. Why do we need to run a loop? It's just how WordPress works. Even on single post pages, even on single page pages, uh, it still runs the default loop because that's what enables all these, the ability to, to run the, the functions that we need to run. Like this, the title, in order to use that function, needs to be inside the loop so it knows what post we're talking about. So we're gonna we're gonna be doing a bunch of using this get post meta function to to grab out the values of those custom fields and and put them in this markup where we want them to be. So see one of the first things we do is get the price and get the uh, product code. Both have a value of true at the end because there's only one value for those typically, and we only want to return one, so we don't have to do much uh, do much coding in the background. So we're using FoxyCart. Uh, and so what we're doing right here with this form code is we're building 
we are building a foxy cart add to cart button we're building one of those buttons that you can click and it will pop open the cart and add the product to the cart foxy cart is very cool this way and this is why you can build foxy cart into any cms that you use is because it's so easy to kind of d- dynamically build these add to cart buttons you don't have to if you have a foxy cart account you don't have to like manage your inventory and stuff on the foxy cart side like you do with a lot of cms's it just it allows you to just build a button and just add that product to the cart and it you know foxy cart will doesn't need to have ever seen that product ever before it just is like okay uh so we need to pass it a few parameters in order to do that we need to pass it what we want the title of the product to be at this hidden input field so we're going to pass it along and we're just going to spit out the name of the the post from WordPress as the title of that product. And we're going to spit out the price that we got from the custom field in WordPress as the price for that add to cart button. Now there's two different scenarios that we want to handle for um, before we actually spit out the actual add to cart button. That's, this is the actual button. We have a submit button at the bottom that we call add to cart. There's two different scenarios. One of them is just we, we display the product code and we display the price and it is what it is and it uh, 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 that's what's going on. That's what's going on in this else statement down here is it, it spits out the product code, it spits out the price and it is what it is and whatever. The first scenario is that we, we grab options, that there's going to be a drop-down menu that, that affects... Uh, it affects the product. It affects. It's gonna. We're gonna pass a special option to the product, and that option is gonna affect the uh, the pricing of that product. Take for example, like a T-shirt. You have small, medium, large, extra large, extra extra large. Maybe extra extra large costs a dollar more. So you have all these options. You want to have them be able to pick from a list and have that option potentially affect the price. That's definitely going on. Uh, here too. What was that product that used it? Was it the train station? There was a product with drop downs. Yeah, this is an example of a drop down. So instead of just listing the price once and the product code once, it doesn't show either of those two things because those things come from the drop down menu. It has the price and the product code right in this drop down menu. So there's two different scenarios, and we've prepared ourselves for both scenarios with this if statement. The first thing it does is get all options, or it gets the post metadata, it looks up the post, it looks up the name that we've given the custom field, and then it has false at the end. This is the first time we've seen false, but this returns an array of all of those custom fields. So if we do an if statement, like if you found anything, then do this stuff, and if you didn't find any of those, then just spit out the price and the product code, because it's going to have those. If it does find something, echo out a select. A select is a is what starts a drop-down menu in HTML. And then for each value of all options, because the whole reason of having a drop-down is that there's more than one, for each one, uh, uh, do this stuff. And let's take a look at that. Let's take a look first at the value. So the train station is one of the products that has the drop-down. Let's go look at the code for the train station in WordPress. Now we'll go down and take a look at the custom fields. There are they're right at the top here. There's three different options for drop down. There's the 
the train the wall mount train station is seventy dollars. There's the snap on wall mount train station is eighty dollars, and the door mount train station is sixty dollars. Then it has this parentheses of the product code so you can see, but what is this stuff at the end here? Ten twenty zero. We don't see that ten twenty zero over here, do we? No, we I put a vertical bar and then put this value there. So what's going on there is I needed to give it two things. I needed to give it what the people are going to see, and then I wanted to pass a price along with it, which is the little part that's going to affect the total price. So that's what the first line is doing in this code, is it's using this explode function as far as PHP is to, is to split that value that I just snagged out of there into two different parts where I put this vertical par. I want the name and the price. So it splits it into an array, and the name is going to be the, the all the data before that vertical bar, and the price is going to be all that value after the vertical bar. We're going to use this again later, but it's just a handy way to, to pass along like two things that are related to the same thing, or not even two. It could be any number of things. And so we, you know, here's the beginning of the select, and then for each drop-down option, it, it, it outputs an option with a value of the option name, and then this is the little foxy card kind of proprietary way of passing along how it affects the price, and then it outputs the name again as what you actually see in that in that drop-down option, and then it, once it gets done outputting all of these, in this case three for the train station, it ends the select. Then it puts that add to cart button. So what happens here is that on, on products that don't have any drop-down options, it just shows the price. And on products that do have drop-down options, it puts this drop-down. And each of these drop-down things affects the price. So if I hit add to cart, this should be the last thing in my cart. It then has a name of train station, but see the option passes along down here for $80, and it has the product code and quantity, and here's the $80 over here. So everything is working out just perfectly. Okay, so that's that. Um, <clears throat> all this area here, remember this overview, features, uses. This is, a, 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 I use jQuery UI to handle this tabs. We don't necessarily need to go into that. But this is just all this whole chunk, this whole rectangle here with overview, features, and uses. I'm considering just the description of that product. And that's why I was willing to put all of that data. If we hop over to the back end of WordPress, that's all this stuff. So it might seem a little weird to see a bunch of divs and list items and stuff in, in here because some like, why don't you make that stuff custom fields too? As well? well, that really, it changes quite a bit from product to product, whether we want to use that tab system or not. Anyway, I was comfortable having just declaring all this stuff. This stuff is going to be the, the description for the product and I'll put whatever I want to put in there. And so that's the description of the product. That's where all that stuff comes from is actually the body of the post. That gets outputted on the page as this the content this little chunk right here just blah, dumps out all the stuff of from that that area that's why i'm was so reluctant to you know why we would definitely not not want to put the price in there we wouldn't want to put the product code in there we wouldn't want to put the location to the movies and stuff in there because when we're in this template code 
we don't have any options here. This is it. If we want to get that stuff, you just bleh, you just dump it out with the content, and there it is. We don't have any options. We can't, you know, kind of sexily pull out little bits that we need and place them where we want them to. We all we get is this the content. So we want to be careful of what you put in that content area. Do you want to have more fine grained control, or are you cool just dumping it out on the page wherever wherever this is going to be in your template? Anyway, I was careful to only put stuff in the right area that I was comfortable just barfing out in one area. So that takes care of all the stuff in the right there. Uh, we we kind of started while we were looking at the page. We started here and we got down to here. So we kind of dealt with the middle column first. I did that specifically kind of for, for SEO reasons. I mean, if you look at the code... There's, um, you know, some some menu stuff going on, and then we get right into right after any of the navigation, we get the first thing you see on the page is train station as far as like raw content. I did that specifically. You know, you want the you want the information and the name and what's going on the page to be as high up in the code as you want. So that's what I have done, kind of here. We won't get into the CSS of all of that, but uh, so the second column is the media column. I'm calling it, which is this. Uh, this left column, which has the movie and it has the additional images in it. So that's where we're going to pick up right now. We get out, the first thing we do is query the custom fields for the post that we're on for a value called main-video. And then we just spit it out inside of a div. Right there. So let's look at the value for that. Is main-video and what we've had is just some embed code that we grabbed from blip.tv we want to just embed this video so I grabbed the embed code chucked it in there and what we get is <clears throat> the embed code let's say instead of the embed code I'll change it quick so you can see let me, I'll, I'll copy copy this so I don't lose it and then I'll type in this is just a test and I'll hit update You'll see it flash yellow when it saves us, and I will reload this page over here. And instead of that video being there, it'll say, this is just a test. So it, it just spits out whatever I put in for that value. Instead of that, I'm going to paste in this embed code and hit update and reload it, and it's going to spit out that embed code, which turns itself into a movie. Very nice. <clears throat> right below that in our template is this additional images section now additional images are one of those things again that there can be multiple of by choice so i'm passing this false parameter what in the get post meta function that allows it to return an array if there are any we're doing this if thing again like uh we don't want to um output a header tag that says additional images if there aren't any so only if there are some I'll put this header that says additional images and then loop through each one of those things that it returns and output, ultimately output a link um, of the thumbnail as well as a larger version of it. So let's look at what the what those values look like that we give it gave it in WordPress. Images, images, images. That's what we're talking about here. I'm giving it a file path right here. And then we're going to, I'm using this vertical bar technique again. I'm going to put a, a vertical bar and then I'm going to put another file path. 
And then optionally, which I didn't, it doesn't look like I used, I, I used it once, another vertical bar and then another string here that kind of describes it. I said full product on white here. So I'm passing it really three pieces of data in one custom field. And I'm doing this specifically, like why don't you separate those into all different custom fields? I just want to make sure that the, the, all those things stay together nice and succinctly. Uh, otherwise looping, you know, we'd have to loop through three different custom field sets to get all the data. And there's just really no need for that. This all travels together. It's a thumbnail. It's a full, it's a, it's a URL path to a thumbnail, a URL path to a full size image, and then a description of what that image is. So if we go look in the template code, we're going to explode it again, what that value is. So we can get the small image path, the large image path, and the description all out of that string and then when we echo it out i'm going to echo out an anchor link that points to the large image it has this rel value here which we'll look at in a second as a title value of the description and it has uh, uh, then it has an image and the image has the small image the thumbnail path which has a special class name and stuff applied to it all this stuff is this is why we use templates what if we wanted to change the the class of, of every single thumbnail on the entire website in this particular area. Well, we could just change it to product2-thumb and everyone would change, you know? It's just a smart way of building pages. So what ultimately gets output here is it, this particular product does have custom fields of value images, so it spits out this H3 tag or whatever it is that says additional images, and then there's all these thumbnails. We can uh, firebug down and look at one if we want to. It has an anchor link with a title of full product on white. Remember that from the back end? It has this rel value of, of pretty photo, which we uh, uh, I just hard-coded that in there. And it has it's linking to the large version of it and then the thumbnail inside. So when I click on one of these, I think we saw earlier, it opens up. Let's increase the size of our area here. It opens up a larger version of that product. If we look, open up the very first one, I think, it'll have this value of full product on white. That's the value that we passed it. So we can control everything here with uh, values from the back end of WordPress. So how does the lightbox thing work? Well, this isn't a tutorial about lightboxes, but I can jump over quickly and I'll open our header. Basically, we're, we're, we're loading jQuery, which we this is how we do that in WordPress. We load jQuery, and then uh, you know we have this some scripts that we load. The pretty photo script is a is a plugin which we covered last week in the thing. I'm using the exact same. The if you want to check out last week's tutorial, we talk about this. All right there, we load the jQuery for it, we load the CSS for it, and then all we have to do is give is give uh, anchor links this rel or the rel value of pretty photo and link it to the large version and then when you click on that link it will do the do the pretty photo pop-up thing all automatically for us and it will look at the title value and that's what it gives for that the description area in the lightbox pop-up so this is pretty advanced uh, uh, uses I think of um, custom fields 
Let's move on just a little bit. I think you're really getting the point, though, is we have all these little bits of data that we pass along with this product that we can pick and choose, use where we want to use, not use things that we don't want to use. There's some data um, that travels along with this particular product that we're not using on this page, and that's the thumbnail for the product itself. That's 100 by 100 images. All these are little 70 by 70 images. We don't use the thumbnail at all. We do use the thumbnail here, but when we click over onto it, we don't use that thumbnail anymore. We use these. I know this this one here is similar, but it's actually a totally different image. We can pick and choose the little bits of data that we want, not use ones that we don't want, change it all from the back end of WordPress, change things around in the template that we want. Custom fields really make WordPress a CMS system. Uh, okay, so the other thing we do is uh, these recommended products that pack along. I've I just I gave it a value of recommended. There can be multiple of them, and then I just gave them names. I'm not sure if this is the smartest possible way to handle this. But this is how I handled it. Check it out. We we passed a value of cable caddy. So at the end of this template, it gets it gets all the recommended products. It starts looping through the recommended products. If the name of that product is cable caddy, so it looks at you know if it's medicine balls, if it's medicine ball holder, all this, we'll find the cable caddy one. Okay, this is what happens when it finds a value of cable caddy. It puts a class of recommended products, spits out an image that looks like cable caddies, has a name, and has a. Uh, uh, the price of the cable caddies in a learn more link. The reason I think this might not be the smartest way to do it is because cable caddies exists as a page in WordPress that already has the price and stuff applied to it. But here I'm outputting it uh, as a as a hard coded value. So if the chain if the price changed for cable caddies, we'd have to remember to go change in the cable caddies page and also come here and change it so that it's consistent. And that's generally kind of bad coding to change thing have to be required to change things in two places, especially when it exists as as perfectly good data somewhere in WordPress. There's probably a smarter way to do this. Maybe I'll revisit this at some time and figure out some way to pull these priced values from from WordPress like I'm supposed to. So these are all the different recommended products. If it matches one of these values, it spits stuff out, including potentially foxy cart buttons for literally just adding it to your cart right there. So if you're looking at something like the Jungle Gym, which has some products for it that are really specific to the Jungle Gym. This is the wall mount bracket that's just for the Jungle Gym and no other products. Might as well just have an add to cart button right there because you don't need to learn more about it. You could be looking at this product. You want to add this product to your cart. You know you need the wall bracket. You might as well just click the button and there you go. You got the wall bracket in your cart. You know, No need to jump over to another page just to do that. So that's why we've done it that way. Lots of stuff for custom fields there. Uh, kind of going on a bit long here, but I thought I'd show you another site from Chapman Design that is out now, this envisioncad.com. It's another client of ours. This site is completely powered by WordPress as well. It uses uh, posts for things like uh, uh, static content pages like this. Uh, it's using some FoxyCart because they sell some products as well. Uh, this is a little bit more of a customized cart, so you can see how you're able to customize a cart with logos and special buttons and stuff. And colors uh, uses po these are all pages. It causes posts for things that are a little more timely and things that make sense to go out in an RSS feed like events. 
upcoming events are, are using the POST model. But most importantly, we're using custom fields very heavily in their training section. So they, they uh, have classes that you can register for right on here, all through FoxyCard, of course. There's, they teach two types of classes. They teach classes that are online that you can sign up for and take a class for that. These are uh, CAD classes, like 3D rendering classes. They online classes and uh, classes where you can come to their facility in Madison, Wisconsin and take it. So two kind of fundamentally different types of, of classes there. A lot of their classes, they both offer a classroom version and an online version. And then they set four different kind of software packages that they teach for. MicroStation, Inroads, Geopack, and Civil 3D. So there's all these classes. Let's take a look at the full course schedule that lists all of, all of the options in one big table. And it's listed sequentially here by the date of when that class is. So here's all their classes, whether it's classroom or online, what the title of it is, when the start date of it is, how long the class goes, what the price of it is, and a registration button. And you can literally just click register and pop open FoxyCart and add that class right to your cart right from this list. But th maybe this is overwhelming. I mean, look at all these classes. There's so many classes. If you know, coming here, a user might be like, well, I'm only interested in MicroStation. So what are the classes that you, I don't even know when I want to take it. I just want to see what classes you have to offer. Well, you could say you would browse by software title and look at a class by the course name, and you could just get an outputted list of what are the different classes they have in MicroStation. Pretty cool. Or I know I want to take a MicroStation class. I want to just, I want to take something soon. So I want to see what are those, what are all your MicroStation classes uh, by date. So there's one coming up here at, you know, just in, in 11 days or whatever uh, that I know I could take. So there's all these different ways to browse these classes, but you can look at the whole schedule. You can browse them by uh, their software titles and you can browse them by, I, I just want to look at all your online classes. I don't care what software packages, just want to see online ones. You can click on this page which teaches you a little bit how they deal with their online training and then has a table at the bottom that just lists only online courses but for any software package. So look at all that data and all those different ways that make sense to present that data. These aren't different hard-coded pages. All of this data comes from custom fields in WordPress. So each class, let's go to Envision, I'll log in to the back end. Each of their classes is a post. So we'll look at a class. Well, I'll go find one. Because all of the stu different stuff is posts. All their tips and events and all this stuff, we use it in kind of a pretty interesting way. Here's a class. I'll hit edit so we can go look at it. It has the name of the class. It's kind of like a product, you know. It has the name of the class, description of the class, maybe, uh, oh, this is a tip, not a class. I'm trying to find a class. You know what I can do instead of just browsing here? I'll just go training, microstation training, and hit filter, and it'll just show me just classes. Fundamentals. This is definitely a class. It has the description of the class. It has all the different stuff that you're going to learn in it. And then a bunch of custom fields that travel along with it. In this particular case, uh, uh, they don't have any scheduled versions of the classroom or the online, but it does have the duration and how much the class is. we got to look at a class that has some valid dates. I think this one does. 
Uh, yes, it does. So we have I passed this value to it of classroom date. So any uh, uh, classroom dates, this is when it starts. I just give it give it these date values and online dates and what the duration is. I give it all these values so that uh, I'm able to in different WordPress page templates query this data and build that table of of all these values so once this date passes i can just come in here and get delete and get rid of these dates add new dates easily and all of these different page types query that same data on that same post and build themselves accordingly so that's a, just a strong case for the use of custom fields that I don't need to update the, you know, when an online date changes, I don't need to go into the online page and change it there and then go into the inroads page where it lists them by date and change it there and then go into the full course schedule page and change it there. You only change it in one place and all that, that, that data change populates itself into all the different types of pages that use that same data so that's the power of custom fields that i kind of wanted to explain to you and how it fits well with with e-commerce sites and foxycart and all that stuff so any questions let me know until next time folks i'll see you later bye